0: for you today? I believe God has such a special miracle for you. Today, I believe God is going to give new jobs. He's going to give miracles and finances. He's going to give houses and cars and jobs, special jobs. And at the end of the program, I'm going to be praying over those things, especially for you. And I want you to get your faith out and believe God. God can do anything. Is that what the Bible says? Do we really believe what the Bible says? That he can take all things and make them work together for good? That's what Romans 8, 28 says. That's what he says. Can he supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus? That's what he says. Do I believe it or do I just talk about it? Oh, folks, we must believe. And you can get on our phone lines right now and tell what you're needing in a job. Keep it brief. Tell about your finances, what you're believing God for. Tell about something that is just really bothering you. Maybe you're in bankruptcy. Say that. Keep it brief or get on our website. And let me share a testimony. I get so excited when we get testimonies back from our program. And this is Kay. She called for prayer like you're going to do. And she prayed for, she wanted prayer for her daughter, a good job. Her daughter lost a job and had two houses to sell. And she said within three weeks, listen to this, her daughter got the best job she ever had and both of the properties have sold. This is a time when things are, they're telling you are not selling, but God can do anything, anything. So I want to share a personal testimony about cars. When we started in the ministry, and this is many years ago, my husband and I, we just started with 22 people. We met in a little store building and we had a car that was pretty run down. And so, in that year, the church began to grow, finances began to come in, and we saved $1,000 for a car because we knew our car's on the way out. Well, in this timing, Daisy and T.L. Osborne, and you may have never heard of them, who really affected the world with uh, evangelism more than any couple in my generation. I mean, the world was shaken by them. Indonesia, Central America, Africa. I mean, thousands and thousands of people were saved from their big crusades. So they're coming to Denver, and we went to hear them speak. And they're raising money also for their building in Tulsa. So my husband doesn't really ask me very well, just rushes up and gives that $1,000 that we have. It's in our savings for our car. Well, you know, we're on the way home. I'm trying to be spiritual and not say anything, but I really wanted to rattle his cage. We go to bed. I wake up in the night and I think, oh my goodness, he gave that $1,000 away. We don't have a car now, where we have a car that's about to go out, but we don't have any money for another car. Oh, and I thought I shouldn't be worrying. So I said to him, wake up and worry. I said, you should never have given that $1,000. Now listen to what he said. He said, Marilyn, God told me to do that, and God will meet us in a miraculous way. So, you know, we are driving to car, uh, to church in the old car, and somebody borrowed our car and wrecked it. So we have no car, no money. My husband gave it all away. We have to borrow a car to drive to church, and we are the pastors. Ugh. It was just, you know, it was a real downer to me. And in this timing, but my husband kept his faith. <laughs> he kept his faith. And in this timing, John Osteen, Joel Osteen's father, came to speak in our church. We didn't know him. You know, he just came with full gospel businessmen and he got up to speak, not knowing anything. And he said to my husband, pastor, I see the letter C-A-R over your head. Do you need a car? "Oh, Oh, do we need a car? My husband said, well, kind of, kind of. We're so desperate. It's pitiful. So he received an offering. Now, listen, It was enough for a car, and God miraculously gave us a debt-free new car. Now, why am I telling you this? Because, folks, God can do anything. And there are those of you who are watching me. You desperately need a car, and I believe God is going to bring in cars in the most miraculous way. I was in Indonesia several years ago, big church, three thousand people or more, and. Most Indonesians make around $300 a month. So most of them don't have cars. So I said to the pastor, I would like to pray for people to have cars. About how many people here have cars? Oh, he said, hardly anybody has a car. So I said, I'm going to believe God for cars. So I think the pastor was a little, oh, you know, you're kind of stepping out there too far. And so we had people stand. And I prayed for cars. We had people sow seed. Three months later, I'm not exaggerating, This pastor came to Denver, Colorado, flew here to tell me how many people in his church had cars. Now, what does that do to me? That gives me faith for cars. And in this timing, since that time, I miraculously have received four cars in my life, but I love to pray for people for cars. You say, I need a car. Well, get on the phone. Tell us what kind of car that you need. Tell us what kind. And we're going to believe God for your car. Now, this car is a sanctified car. So it goes to church, picks up people for church. It doesn't play raunchy music, have sex in the backseat. No, this sanctified car, no wrecks. You know, it's not a lemon. Mm, This is a really, really good car. And at the end of the program today, I'm going to pray for your new car. But I want you to call so we know what kind of car, you know, be, you know, be specific. You know, we believe for nothing in particular. We get nothing in particular. Let's believe for something specific for your car. And remember, God has given me unusual faith for cars. I pray for cars all over the world, and God has one with your name on it. So don't look down. Let's look up. Call right now. Call right now. Get on the website. Say, this is the kind of car I'm going to believe for. Now, I want to believe for something else. I want to believe for houses today. Because some of you desperately need a house. You know, I read about this woman who sold two houses. That's awesome. And you may need to sell a house. And I, I'd i love for you to call in with that. And don't talk a long time. But tell us, I've got a house to sell or I need to get a house. You know, we, we'll go both ways because we're praying for miracles. We believe God has miracles with your name on it today. Oh, we really believe God today. So I want to tell you how in... Walking with God, you learn to believe God for various things like cars, like houses. So my husband and I, when we were first married, we didn't anticipate going into the ministry at all. And I was a school teacher. He had a good job. We paid down. We got a house. You know, we were thrilled with that house. And then we kind of upgraded. We got a bigger house. By that time, we had Michael. We didn't have Sarah yet. And my mother said to me, that is really a bad neighborhood that you live in. I said, well, mother, we just have a little church and this is what we can afford. She said, well, God can afford better. (laughs) I love this. She said, I'm going to believe God for another house for you. So in the meantime, in the process of this, now get ready, get ready, get your faith out there. God has a house with your name on it. So our son goes to play on the playground, bad neighborhood, and he's kidnapped. He doesn't come home. We have to call the police. He's just six years old. You say, how can God make that work? Romans 8, 28's in the Bible, but how? So we call the police and then we go down to the playground to talk to some of the children. They found out that a woman came in a yellow cab and talked to some of the children, evidently invited them to get in the car with her and Mike, our son, got into the car. So they knew where the cab went. So the police went to look for that. And I'm looking down the street and I see a woman walking with Michael about three blocks away. And then she crosses the street and goes down a side street. And some of the police stayed with us. So I said to the police, that's our son. So they said, you stay here, stay here. They get in the police car, they drive down there, they turn and then pretty soon we see the police car coming back. Michael's sitting in the front seat between two policemen, a woman in the back seat with the policeman And we looked at our watches because we had prayed, God, let us get him back in an hour and don't let him be hurt. And it was one hour. You say, well, what does that have to do with houses? Everything. Because it got on the front page of the Denver Post. And it says, pastor lives in bad neighborhood, son kidnapped. And a man, a big contractor called and said, I feel led to build you a home at cost. And we felt led to receive it. And we lived in that house and it was a nice house, not just big, big, big. We lived in that house for 31 years. God gave us that house. It was a miracle house, but I wanted to move. And I said to my husband, this house is too small. We can't do the entertaining we need to do. Oh, Marilyn, he said, God gave us this house. We can't move. I said, God has more than one house. you know." And so I was fussy. I was just upset with him. And the Lord said to me, if you'd get your faith in me and get over your fussiness at your husband, I could provide you a house. I can move on your husband. So I said, God, I believe you. One day my husband came to me and said, Marilyn, I've always fought you about moving. He said, I believe that we should move, that God has a bigger house. And we moved to the house we're in now. It's a beautiful house. And when I got my attitude right, got into an attitude of faith, God gave us a home very miraculously, both houses. Now, what does that have to do with you? I have faith for houses. I want you to call right now. I want you to tell them about the house you want to have. Now, keep it brief. And it's to be in a nice neighborhood. And this is a sanctified house. I mean, there's not cursing going on in this house. There are not drugs. There's not X-rated junk that you watch. I mean, this house has people for dinner and gets them saved. This house has the sweetest peace And in the best neighborhood, God didn't make all the houses for the mafia. The nice houses are made for Christians. Call. Tell us the size house you want. Let's believe God today. Get on our website if you can't call. But we want to hear from you because God has a miracle house for you. And at the end of the program, remember, I'm going to pray for cars. For houses, oh, and for jobs. God has such a special job for you. So, you know, keep your faith out there. Don't say, well, God does it for everybody else. He can't do it for me. Shut up. That's no more biblical than a fly. God says all things are possible to him that believeth. That's what the Bible says. And that's what you believe. And that's what I believe. And we have a spirit of faith, don't we? We have a spirit of faith. Now stay right there. Because when you come back, I'm going to show you in the Bible how God takes a little and brings increase beyond what you can imagine or expect. Stay right there. God has a divine destiny for you. You're not an accident. You're a divine appointment. And at 42, God unfolded my destiny when he called me to cover the earth with the word. Well, how would I do that? Well, he does the supernatural to bring about your destiny. So he has helped me through television, reaching millions of people in a daily way, through special healing meetings, and sometimes in Muslim countries with thousands and thousands of people attending. And of course, we've done leadership conferences, we've done books, we've taken group tours, all because I have wonderful partners and people who sowed to help me. And now I am looking at even a bigger scope of covering the earth with the word. So I believe a part of your divine destiny is to help me at this age go into broader areas than ever before. So would you prayerfully consider sowing any seed and we want to sow back, discover your destiny? Because folks, you are a divine appointment. You must see that any seed you sow to help us now to go into greater areas than ever before. And then, oh, I'm excited about this. All of you sowing a thousand dollar seed, I want to send you this globe that spins around and shows you every nation in the world. God so loved the world. A thousand dollar seed totally changed Wally and my life. When we sowed that seed, that's when God began to open up things in my divine destiny. When you sow that seed, I believe that's when God is going to open doors for the divine destiny he has with your name on it. Now, don't forget, this is a very important time for you. Make a faith decision
1: right now. Sarah Bowling, Living Genuine Love, is on a mission to connect everyone with the heart of God.
0: Do you like encouraging words? Of course we do. Do we like to hear about miracles? Of course we do, because it encourages our faith. I want to just share something with you about someone who called in for prayer for a job. This is Frank. He's from Georgia. He needed prayer because he had lost his job, was in real financial duress. And so we prayed, we believed God, You know, we want you to call in for prayer. Don't give long details, but we want to pray with you or get on our website. The next day, he was offered a good job, which he accepted. But listen, a few weeks later, he received another call offering him even better job with $5 per hour wage increase. (laughs) So he got He really had overflowing jobs, didn't he? Well, we have a big God. He can do anything. He can overflow us with blessings. I want to share with you a woman in the Bible, and I like her. She's the widow of Zarephath. You talk about poor. She's really, really poor. She's a widow to begin with, and she has a son. So she's a single mother and no job and just a little tiny bit of food, just enough food, just enough food to feed her son and herself one meal and they are preparing to die. So this woman isn't a woman of great faith. She's getting ready to die. And God sends a prophet to her and the prophet says to her, what do you have? And she says, I have a little meal, a little oil, I'm going to make a cake. My son and I are going to eat it and die. And he said, make it for me too. So he asked her for the last that she had to share with him. Now, why, why did God do that? You say, because he's so hungry. No, 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 no. This is for her. Because he had been being fed by ravens. And he, he lived by a brook named Cherith. He had plenty of water, plenty of food. Sarah says he had bird food. And that, I, I like that very much. And so here, God says, okay, this is over. Now you're going to go to Zarephath. Zarephath is the hometown of Jezebel. And Jezebel was out to kill Elijah. She hated him with a passion. So here, God sends him to a hot spot for him, but he goes in faith. What for? To save a widow, because God likes to take care of his people and he wants to get them into faith. So she does it. She takes that little bit of meal, little bit of oil, and I believe she made three little cakes. And they ate the three little cakes. Now, before she did it, he gave her a promise. And see, folks, you got to get a promise to stand on. You can't just, oh, well, God's going to give me a house, going to give me a car. Get a promise that He meets all of our needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When you call in, we speak promises. We don't speak problems. We speak promises to problems. That's why I encourage you to call, keep it short but we like to speak the promise of God to you, and we want you to stand because the word doesn't return void. So he says to her, you know, uh, give me this and you will never be in lack. So you see, she had a promise. She had a promise. And she obeyed the promise. I have found if you get the promise, that's so key. So she obeyed the promise she baked the cake, and for three and a half years, because the droughts lasted for about another three and a half years, she had enough meal and enough oil to feed not two people, three people, because Elijah lived with her. It saved her. That was so key. So I thought, now, let's just think about this for a moment. I want you to think about this. She gave one meal, but how many did she receive? Well, three meals a day for three and a half years. Over 6,500 meals came out of sowing one. Her obedience in faith. That is so key to us. Elijah's obedience in faith. And today you are saying, oh, I need a job. I need money. We're in such duress and stress. Folks, listen, call us. We're going to pray. And we like to pray promises. And promises change problems into miracles. And if God could do that for a single mother, wow, with a son in a time of famine, I mean, you think times are hard here. This was far worse. And Elijah to go and be obedient when he knows Jezebel's out to kill him, he could get killed there and to do what God said and stay with her. But We always have a process of miracles. So never just expect one. That's why I said, get on the phone, call, because God has more than one miracle for his people. Get on the phone, call, because her son dies. And so she said, oh, I brought you into my house. Oh, and he goes up and prays for that boy. And it's quite a miracle resurrection. And he is raised from the dead. She said, oh, I know that God is with you. And she got another miracle. Now, if she had never baked the cake, let's go back to reverse. If she had said, nope, I'm not feeding some silly prophet who's coming to my house and giving me some crazy, weird miracle talk. I'm not doing that. She would have eaten the half of the cake, her son the other half of the cake. They would have died. She would have never known the miracle working power of God. And this is what God said to me, Marilyn, You can never know my miracle working power until you have a need. And you never want to have a need. You never want to have a crisis. But your crisis and your needs are my opportunities for miracles. And that is a word to you today. Your crisis, listen to me, is God's opportunity for your miracle. That is a word to you. Your crisis is God's opportunity for a miracle. So call us, get on the phone to keep it brief. Tell us the job you need, the financial miracle that you need. We're going to pray and believe with you. And you know, I get all these praise reports. I believe I'll have so many praise reports. It'll take me a long time to read them all. It takes Sarah a long time because there will be so many miracle answers to prayer and who will get the glory. God will get the glory. Just this week, we didn't anticipate this, and we had a need because, you know, television's expensive. What we do and reaching the world is very expensive. And we received a very large gift, and it came actually as someone left us in their inheritance, in their will. Unexpected. And God brought that at a day we so needed it, and it was a large sum of money. And I thought, oh, God, you just show up and show off. And so many times, folks, I've found God is never late, but he's so last minute. Get on the phone. Call us. We're going to pray for you. And now's the time in the program. I want to pray for cars. Are you believing for your car? This is the moment. I want to pray for houses. Are you believing for your new house? Yeah, God can give you a new house. And are you believing for a job and a financial miracle? So get your faith out there. and This is what I want you to do. Put your, if you can, put your hand on the screen. I'm going to put my hand up there because we're agreeing with you. You and I are in agreement together. Are you ready? We're going to pray. Father, I thank you for everyone whose hand is touching the screen with mine. I thank you for unusual miracles of cars. I thank you for unusual miracles of houses. Father, I thank you that you're bringing in jobs, best jobs, I thank you for financial miracles and breakthroughs. People that are at the bottom of the pit are coming up to the top with unusual miracles. And God, we give you the glory for this. We're committed to you. When we get our miracle, we're not going to forget you. We're going to read our Bibles and pray. We're going to go to another level of faith. We're going to go to church. We're going to be givers. We're going to lead people to Christ. Miracles are our opportunities just to love you and t- and share our faith because every time we win, we smell good and it makes others know they've got a good God, a big God who can do anything and I call these in. Here they come. Here come the houses. Here come the cars. Here come the jobs. Here come the finances. I call them in. In Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you I believe, and those who are watching me, that we're believing our hands are up there together. We believe, we receive. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a very special moment of faith. I feel it in my spirit. I feel very strong faith. I know I'm going to have reports of some of the most unusual miracles I've ever heard in my ministry, and I've been in the ministry over 50 years But I believe some of the most dramatic miracles are coming from this day of prayer. I believe, I believe. And if you haven't taken the opportunity to call, please do, keep it brief, tell us. I just prayed with Marilyn, I believe for the car, the house, the job, the financial miracle. Remember,
1: God loves you, he loves to do good things for his people. In her latest book, Read It, Speak It, Do It, Marilyn gives you the blueprint she's used for reading the Bible, speaking its promises, and acting on what the Word says.
0: What readers will get from the book as I start my day with a cup of coffee
1: and promises from the Word? In this transformational book, Marilyn shares practical strategies for reading, studying, and meditating on the Bible, speaking Scripture over your life. Using the Sword of Truth, the Word, during spiritual warfare, and walking out the Word in faith. And this really tells you how to be victorious in every area of
0: your life. You will love the book. I want you to have it. Read it.
1: Speak it. Do it. Claim victory over every area of your life. Now available wherever books are sold. God has a
0: divine destiny for you. You're not an accident. You're a divine appointment. And at 42, God unfolded my destiny when he called me to cover the earth with the word. Well, how would I do that? Well, he does the supernatural to bring about your destiny. So he has helped me through television, reaching millions of people in a daily way through special healing meetings, and sometimes in Muslim countries with thousands and thousands of people attending. And of course, we've done leadership conferences, we've done books, we've taken group tours, all because I have wonderful partners and people who sowed to help me. And now I am looking at even a bigger scope of covering the earth with the word. So I believe a part of your divine destiny is to help me at this age go into broader areas than ever before. So would you prayerfully consider sowing any seed and we want to sow back, discover your destiny? Because folks, you are a divine appointment. You must see that any seed you sow to help us now to go into greater areas than ever before. And then Oh, I'm excited about this. All of you sowing a thousand dollar seed, I want to send you this globe that spins around and shows you every nation in the world. God so loved the world. A thousand dollar seed totally changed Wally and my life. When we sowed that seed, that's when God began to open up things in my divine destiny. When you sow that seed, I believe that's when God is going to open doors for the divine destiny he has with your name on it. Now don't forget, this is a very important time for you. Make a faith decision right now.